Capital Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And to both of you, are we past the mask time? For now. Uh, we have to be prepared to put masks up in the fall if we see a, a threat. But remember, wearing masks for anybody who is symptomatic or exposed or maybe high risk, maybe good best practices going forward at any flu season. I agree. Right now, uh, we are in a good position to not wear a mask. If you've been vaccinated, you are protected. You do not need to wear a mask. If you're unvaccinated, have not had the disease, and you get sick, of course, wear a mask to prevent that spread. Uh, we're in a great place right now. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. That is the direction from everybody who's actually a scientist. Once you get to the politicians, though, it changes into something else depending on where you live. It's I I can't believe we're allowing this to happen. Why are we allowing people to tell us to wear masks when it's over? They would gladly sacrifice your liberty to ensure that their asses are covered and and so many people are just taking it. It's not that big a deal for me to throw on a mask, but come on now. You shouldn't be able to make me do something that's completely nonsensical. Right. They don't even offer a scientific rationale. We were talking about Cal OSHA earlier. That's the workplace rules and regs uh, body in Cal Unicornia. They just went against the lunkhead governor, whose whose standards are way too strict and unsupported by science. They just rescinded their own vote and said, no, uh, everybody in every workplace has to keep wearing masks. Now, i got to throw this in because I know some of you, you might have already hit the dial because you live in a place where we haven't worn masks for months what the hell are you talking about? Because I was just on vacation, and I went through a couple of states where I didn't see a mask for like four days. Same here. Yep. So, Oh, uh, I almost forgot. The smoking test tube that proves the lab leak theory coming up in a moment or two. But for those of you who live in normal states where they make decisions actually based on the science, God, this pisses me off. It should. Well, I just, I just don't like the whole, we're smart, we're smarter than you. That's the thing you get from the left all the time, right? The left's thing is, we're the smart people, you're the dumb people. Okay, smart people, explain to me where I'm wearing a freaking mask. You have no explanation. So who's the smart person, who's the dumb person now? Oh, right. it just pisses me off. But anyway, for those of you who live places where you don't haven't worn a mask in forever, just, just realize there are moronic states out there that people are fleeing, by the way. Uh, where they do dumb things. Uh, let's do clip 42 about the current state of COVID, and then we will get to the smoking test tube. I am not exaggerating. Uh, it's devastating. Go ahead, 42, Sean. Look, I think we always have to be prepared for anything, and I think we're going to track the variants overseas. We're going to learn a lot right now from the variants overseas before the fall. Um, but I think right now we've got to move on and live a normal life and turn our attention to other infections and medical problems in society. Um, if you look where we are right now, we're about at 150th the daily cases of a regular seasonal flu year in the middle of that flu season. So people have a distorted perception of risk. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, come on, Gavin Newsom, or come on, OSHA board, explain yourself. And hey, media, make them explain themselves. Speak truth to power, not just Trump, but other people in power. God dang it. How do well you let said. him get away with this? I know. It, it's it's so angering, I can't go there. I think we should turn our attention to other diseases like Ebola, tetanus, and chlamydia. Well, certainly chlamydia. But uh, the, the, the numbers of uh, cancer cases because of a lack of cancer screening, just shocking. 
heart disease, the rest of it, not to mention the poor children and the special needs children and all of the incredibly important priorities of human beings that have just been trampled out of some sort of worship of the COVID. It's a, it's a bizarre anti-worship. It's as if a, a malevolent God is hovering above us and we're doing anything, anything we can to please it and to make it go away, neglecting every other aspect of life. You know, it's the stupidity of it is galling, the, the lack of perspective and the the horrific overreach of government aspect of it, even without the stupidity, That's is make, incredibly galling. It's making national news. I'm looking at the Hill. California rescinds mask loosening. Yeah, way to go. Way to go. Signal to the country that you're freaking a crazy state. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of obscenity for obscenity's sake, but I can barely keep the F-bombs out of my mouth. So, so maddening. All right, moving along, because I promised we would. This is both galling and informative. For the longest time, anybody who suggested that a leak, a leak from the Wuhan lab was a, uh, a possibility um, was uh, decried as a conspiracy theorist, as a QAnon freak, the most major of major media laughed at the very idea because of that letter from 19 scientists that came out in February of last year before anybody knew anything. Washington Post, notably. Uh, where's that picture? They stealth edited a headline from last year. The old headline said, timeline. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Where is that? It reset itself. Oh. Uh, the original headline, after Tom Cotton's comments about uh, Chinese duplicity and dishonesty, uh, he said, now we don't have evidence that the disease originated there in the lab, but because of Chinese duplicity and dishonesty from the beginning, we need to at least ask the question to see what the evidence says. That's what Tom Cotton said. The Washington Post ran the story under the headline, Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus conspiracy theory that was already debunked. Recently, the WAPO stealth edited the title of that to now read, Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus fringe theory that scientists have disputed. So they're trying desperately to cover their own tracks. They were derisive, insulting, dismissive of anybody who suggested that was even a possibility just because Trump had said it was a possibility, which is just an indictment, but like crazy. Here you have this Peter Daszak. He was the guy who organized that letter from 19 prominent scientists that said there's no way it's a lab leak. Dazak himself, up to his neck in the Wuhan Institute of Virology and gain-of-function studies, something the Washington Post, New York Times, didn't even bother looking into. Here he is in 2016 at a conference studying uh, viruses and pandemics. 46. Just like we did with SARS, we found other coronaviruses in bats, a whole host of them. Some of them looked very similar to SARS. So we sequenced the spike protein, the protein that attaches to cells. Then we, well, I didn't do this work, but my colleagues in China did the work. You create pseudoparticles, you, look, you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, See if they bind to human cells. Each step of this 
you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. So you narrow down the field, you reduce the cost, and you end up with a small number of, of viruses that really do look like killers. Then you look in people and you say, in the people that live in the region where this animal lives, that are exposed to that virus, do we see antibodies? So just to summarize, his colleagues in China are splicing the genome in exactly the way that article we were talking about from Vanity Fair last week suggested. They're splicing in the the, the proteins for the spiked cells and creating viruses that look like real killers in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It's Peter Daszak who organized that mother blanken letter saying that's precisely what his colleagues in China are doing. He was the first person, because he was at the head of doing it, he was the first person to think, "Uh uh-oh, I know what happened, and wanted to get in front of it. Anybody, including Fauci, who was involved with gain-of-function research in bat coronaviruses in the Wuhan Institute, rushed to the microphone to say there's no way it's a lab leak, and anybody suggests it is a maniac, to cover their own Asses. I've wanted to uh, to back Fauci, you know, give him the, the benefit of the doubt most of the time because he just seems like a nice enough guy. And I think he's gotten he got put in a terrible position all the way around and a bunch of different stuff. But, man, there was one last week and we never played the clip, but maybe you've heard it where he was asked about this. And he said the idea that China would create a virus as a weapon and release it in their own country just doesn't make sense. Uh, that's not what you were asked. So what a beautiful you, job. He set up a straw man and knocked it down. So you just made up a different answer for a different question. Why did you do that? That was the most damning thing I've heard him do. A guy that bright, a guy that practiced, do you think that was an accident? Please. This is unreal. Will, well, you know what? It's encouraging in kind of a sickening way. That the leftist activist media, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they're quickly going back to their old headlines and saying, oh, we got to change that because that makes us look completely irresponsible, stupid, partisan, and blind. And the train is roaring down the track that there is soon going to be international unanimity, with the exception of the Chinese communists, that it was a lab leak from Wuhan. Everybody's going to know it, and we better cover up our tracks where we were suggesting that anybody who even asked the question, because that's all Tom Cotton did, he asked the question. Anybody who did that is a dangerous lunatic. How quickly do people embrace fanaticism? That's amazing. It's scary. We've learned something about human nature through this whole thing, and it's scary. Smart people will ignore facts if it helps their argument, even when there's lives on the line. It's just a fact. If you can whip up a mob, including an online mob, and get their emotions flowing, you can get them to perpetrate any any sort of evil you can imagine. From a lynching to, oh, it's, uh, we're going to hear from a Chinese-American lady, uh, to dragging their parents out into the street and beating them. Oh, and she was talking at a school board meeting about critical race theory. How interesting. So um, we were talking earlier about the big jump in consumer prices, another big month for, is it inflation or is it just individual reason? But prices are going up regardless. They are inflating. How about your industry? Because we got uh, a text from a construction guy I want to I wanna read to you when we come back about what's going on there. Wow. 
Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Give, give us your example, 415-295-KFTC. Also, the IG report out on, remember when Trump went over to the church and lifted the Bible and they're claiming they cleared the park and blah, blah, blah. for a photo op. Uh, yeah, the report is out on that. Hmm, that's kind of an interesting development. All that on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Southern Ocean is made up of what were previously known as the lowermost parts of the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Oceans. Okay, that's just a classic real estate move. I see what you're pulling. Well, it's a new neighborhood around Antarctica that's ironically very hot these days. It's called the Southern Ocean, but we're calling it So-O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a new ocean. Uh, Tuesday was National Ocean Day whatever that means and uh they added an ocean we now have uh five oceans or six oceans or were five oceans I thought there were six? seven seas weren't there no seas are not oceans the black sea is not an ocean mm. you got your pacific why because it's Atlantic. black you got your indian ocean you got your arctic now you got the southern ocean which uh some people thought was uh you're just taking parts of other oceans and making it but scientists say no the waters are colder and you have uh, animals, beasts that live there that are unique to that area. So it's its own ocean. Makes sense to me. So. All right. So we've added an ocean. Good news, everybody. I will not stand in the way of it. Where do I send my maps to get upgraded? Yeah, the no kidding. I got a globe that is freaking worthless. Wait a minute. You're onto it. This is a trick pulled by Big Map. <laughs> big, big Atlas. Big globe. Yeah. Um, I don't want to dwell on this because I hate this sort of stuff. But remember how much attention it got when... Trump had his goons, his brown shirts, beat up protesters in the park across from the White House so he could go over for a photo op and lift the Bible up in the air. Well, when well, he gassed them. Well, the IG report that came out yesterday, the Inspector General report, said that the U.S. Park Police's decision to clear the protesters was unrelated to then-President Trump's Bible photo op that evening. The evidence we obtained did not support a finding that the park police cleared the park to allow Trump to visit the church. In fact, quotes from the park police chief, he had no idea Trump was coming over. And the decision to use tear gas was the D.C. Metro Police. So that's that story. But, man, that was certainly exciting for a couple of days. How many of the giant narratives of last year were completely false? A lot well, of them. the last several years, well, the, the Russian collusion hoax? A lot of them. Lab leak is impossible. That was completely wrong. Um, we were talking about the consumer price index biggest jump in... Uh, if you if you take out food and energy, which are volatile, and you get to the core consumer price index, it's the biggest jump in thirty years, which should frighten you a little bit. Talking about a bunch of different things go up in price. I went to buy dumbbells, any exercise equipment, through the roof because gyms have been closed. That's not inflation, inflation like it, but you know, no, it's just scarcity. Yeah, it's scarcity. which is different. Yeah. Um, same thing with pools. Somebody talked about going to buy an above ground pool and it, what they had paid $350 for was a thousand dollars. Now pools went crazy because all public pools were closed. Gyms were closed. Exercise equipment pools were closed. People bought pools. Um, man, yeah. some of my fondest memories of being a dad is when we had an above ground pool and the kids were little and we'd run around the circle and make a whirlpool. Oh, and, that's fun. Oh, just played all sorts of great games. That's fun. Uh, Talked about construction. Fellows, I'm in the construction manufacturing industry. I've never seen things like they are right now. 
We never slowed down one bit during the pandemic lockdowns, but now we can't get anything done at all. We're still selling jobs every week, but the contractors ahead of us can't get the supplies they need to finish their part of the projects, and thus we can't finish our part. We're having the same trouble getting our materials and supplies. My guys have been either staying home or sweeping the floors for the last several weeks, and our warehouse is filled with undelivered products. The supply chain issue is destroying us. Wow. Wow. I just talked to a guy. He's having a house built. The contractor said, fabulous, sign right here. It's going to be two years. Two years to get a house built. My dad's quad. The starter went out on his quad. Unfortunately, the day before we went to visit, because the kids like riding around on it. But my dad's quad, the starter went out. He calls the place to get it repaired. He said, I can get you in in August. Everything. I mean, anything you can think of is backed up so long. It's crazy. You can't get a couch, for instance. Good luck ordering furniture. Yes, a lot of this is like the shocks of what COVID did to society. Some of it not so much, though. It's really difficult to get a handle on the causes. If you're, I'm sorry, if there's a, a major, like, all-encompassing cause. Oh, like the, the getting the something fixed, getting the quad fixed, that was a, he has too many employees that are living off the stimmy checks and won't come in, so he's a one-man shop. No, that's a Republican talking point. I just read that, and I think it was the uh, WAPO. Lindsey Graham said yesterday he's got people in his own family who aren't working because they're getting so much money. So I don't know. If, I don't it's a perfectly rational economic decision. You can't fault people for making it. Yeah. Uh, we get some good critical race theory stuff for you. Schools continuing to fight back against that. Stupidest thing I've ever heard out of Princeton. So maybe you ought to listen to that. Listen to that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They're going to eliminate Latin and Greek at Princeton with the idea that more black kids will major in the classics. How condescending is that? Explain that in just a little bit. Wow. Wow. Boy, there's some strange things happening. So just to set up the dynamics of this for you, Loudoun County, Virginia is in the D.C. metro area. And in the same way that, uh, you know, since uh, all the media is based in New York in the Beltway, anything that happens there is in, in New York is just everybody needs to hear about it. Well, everybody who works in Beltway media and government, the lobbyists, they all live in Fairfax County, Loudoun County, Virginia. I know this because my daughter lives there, and I've spent a fair amount of time there. And it is super affluent. It's just chock full of white people with advanced degrees who are desperate to show how enlightened they are. There are, you know, master's degree in soch chicks with ponytails running around as thick as, as, as mosquitoes on a Minnesota summer night. I mean, they're, that their ponytails are the number of people. Their ponytails are thick. No, no, no. You oh, misunderstand the, the population are... in oh, okay. general. Yeah, that, that sentence was getting a little long. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to paint a picture of where we're talking about, let's go ahead and set the scene. Uh, a couple of interesting aspects of this. Number one, the, the debate in general. But you're going to hear in a few minutes from a mom who spoke in front of the school board who's going to blow you away. But this is a report, first of all, in clip 33 on what's going on. 
it's it's unfortunate that children are being used as a political cudgel. We have to get past the anger. Emotions ran high at a Loudoun County, Virginia school board meeting. More than 120 citizens showed up to speak, many alarmed by proposed changes to the classroom curriculum that critics call critical race theory. One concerned mother said her children are being intimidated and silenced. I have a 15-year-old daughter and she can't say who she likes politically because she's called a racist. The school board was also accused of unfairly punishing gym teacher Tanner Cross, suspended for speaking out against proposed changes for dealing with transgender students. A parent supporting LGBT rights fired back at critics of the curriculum. Stop projecting your fear on our children. This isn't about bathrooms or white discrimination. Hate speech is not free. Stop turning equality into a weapon. A school board member noted this county schools are now in the national spotlight. The entire country is watching us. I hadn't even heard the term critical race theory until last fall. These controversies are tearing this county apart. And I, we need to find a way to, to get that to stop. Now, understand, if you disagree with anything these people say, that makes you a racist. Yeah, I was disappointed to see Barack Obama in his interview with Anderson Cooper the other day. It seemed pretty clear he doesn't actually know what critical race theory is. And I realize critical race theory is pretty new on the map for most people. And and, and was very obscure in, like, way leftist academia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at first blush, especially if it's dis- dis- described to you by somebody who's not being honest about it, why, why would we, we, we be against, oh, so you want to eliminate r- talking about race in schools? No, no, no. We want to eliminate the idea of white people are by their nature, by birth, racists and oppressors, and teaching that to little kids so that white kids grow up believing they're, they're bad just from birth, and black kids growing up thinking that the white kid in the classroom is out to ruin them. And, and they have no chance in life in the current system. It's so awful all the way around. Yeah, the, the Constitution's racist, the Declaration of Independence is racist, the country is racist, and if you disagree with them, you're a racist. So anyway, into that scenario comes a, a woman, a Virginia mom, who actually endured Mao Zedong's country, cultural revolution in China. And this is a comparison we've made many times. There are dynamics that are very Similar, You know, one of the reasons you study history, it's like a football coach. You, you, the idea is if you can identify certain alignments and personnel packages, you know what's going to happen. Well, this stuff that's happening with critical race theory, the way you're shamed and dragged out and forced to apologize and branded as a racist, it's straight out of Mao's playbook. It's easily recognizable. Anyway, here's a mom who survived Maoist China testifying to the school board. I've, I've been very alarmed about what's going on in our school. You are now teaching, training our children to be social justice warriors and to loathe our country and our history. Uh, growing up in Mao's China, all this seemed very familiar. The uh, communist regime used the same critical theory to divide people. The only difference is they use class instead of race. During the Cultural Revolution, I witnessed students and teachers again, turned against each other. We changed school names to be politically correct. Um, we were taught to denounce our heritage. The Red Guards destroy anything that is not communist. Old uh, statues, books, and anything else. <clears throat> we are also encouraged to report on each other, just like the uh, Student Equity Ambassador Program and the Bias Reporting System. This is indeed the American version of the Chinese communist, the Chinese Cultural Revolution. 
The critical race theory has its roots in cultural Marxism. It should have no place in our schools. Boy, if you're, if you're not going to listen to her, who are you going to listen to? Wow, she said a lot more, too. I, I, uh, I wonder if we can find some more tape of her. Um, I'm going to jump into the written version of the story uh, in which she said several other important things. Um, it, the Cultural Revolution began when she was six years old, she said, and immediately pitted students and teachers against one another by hanging big posters in the hallway and cafeterias where students could write criticisms against anyone deemed ideologically impure. That was, uh, she was describing that whole, uh, what was the, the, the system? Struggle sessions? Well, no, but, but the lady just said there's, uh, the, uh, complaint system mm. that exists and you can report somebody for not being anti-racist. And she says it's the same. She says one of our teachers was considered bourgeoisie because she liked to wear pretty clothes. So the students attacked her and spit on her. She was covered with spit, and pretty soon it became violence. To me and to a lot of Chinese, Chinese, it is heartbreaking that we escaped communism, and now we experience communism here. Communist squads would raid, raids, I'm sorry, raid homes, destroy any relics of China's past culture. Hello, sound familiar? Uh, everything that was considered old, feudalist, a vase, Buddhas, everything was taken out and smashed. There were thought crimes, too. We were asked to report if we hear anything about someone saying anything showing there's any lack of complete loyalty to Mao. There were people reporting their parents, and their parents ended up in jail. She finally escaped at age 26, traveling to the U.S., where she found freedom she'd only dreamed of. Um... In the current cultural and political climate in the U.S., however, she said she feels some of that freedom eroding. I can't really just say what I mean, even though the other side can say whatever. To me and a lot of Chinese, it is heartbreaking that we escape communism. Now we face this now. The, the idea that you don't dare say what you believe, otherwise you will be ruined. The communist regime used the same critical theory to divide people. The only difference is they use class instead of race. That's interesting stuff and scary. Scary AF. Yeah, well, and just one more note. Um, a writer I like says, I caught a glimpse of Ibram X. Kendi's recent appearance at the Aspen Ideas Festival, the annual woke, oxygen-deprived hodge for left media elites. He was asked to define racism, something you'd think he'd have thought a bit about. This was his response, quote, Racism is a collection of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. He does this a lot. He repeats Yoda-style formulae. There is no such thing as a non-racist or race-neutral policy. If discrimination is creating equity, then it is anti-racist. If discrimination is creating inequity, then it is racist. He suggests deploy anti-racist power to compel or drive from the power the unsympathetic racist policymakers in order to institute the anti-racist policy. In, in other words, you can't argue about against that because it doesn't make any sense. It's just a bunch of jargon strung together. But if you dare say, whoa, 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 that doesn't sound like something we ought to be teaching our kids, you're automatically a racist. That is critical race theory. Fight it. All this stuff is too uh, too heavy. I should uh, spend more time on headlines like this. Marie Osmond slips into skinny jeans after shedding 50 pounds. Ah, it's got to be a, a proud moment for that lovely gal. Is she a Nutrisystem? Is that what she is? Or Weight Watchers? Yeah, I believe Nutrisystem. She's one of those. She's a celebrity uh, from way back in the day, if you're too young to remember. But uh, does she gain 
50, 60 pounds every year so she can lose it again to slip into her skinny jeans to promote her? That's the way she gets her uh, contract renewed. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's got to be hard on your body to gain all that weight and then lose it again to get into your tight jeans for a while. Well, it's fun on the way up. It's rough on the way down. All right, I can beat that. How about national exotic dancer shortage forces New Orleans Strip Club to offer signing bonuses? (laughs) National exotic dancer shortage. Hilarious. Uh, One more thing on the craziness of America. We'll hit you this segment. Um. Revisiting classics at Princeton, John McHorder, who we really like, wrote a big, long substack about this. The long and short of it is that Princeton has decided that to get black kids into the classics, they're going to get rid of learning Latin and Greek, which is, is condescending. It, you know, it's that uh, the soft bigotry of low expectations to me. Mm-hmm. Um and in some belief, I guess, because Latin and Greek were kind of white European, so it's white, so we don't want to do that. Anyway, uh, somebody re- responded to that tweet with, the tacit idea is people guilty about their white privilege saying over a Zoom meeting, because the Zoom meeting was available where they had this conversation at Princeton where they decided this. If we want to have more black students, we can't be making people learn Greek and Latin anymore. And this person says, see how that reads when you're exposed to the sunlight in print? She just took the quote from a Zoom meeting. Wow. Isn't that something? To somebody said out loud, an academic at Princeton. You know, it is so straight out of the Marxist playbook. You have to create in people's minds divisions because they don't see them. They don't feel them. You have to preach to them over and over and over again that they are not like you and they hate you and they're evil. It's only by creating those divisions that you can get people into ideological pens and control them. And so the idea that the Greeks and Latin, uh, you know, the, the languages and the history and the rest of it, that's not human history. That's white history. So coming up... Lawmakers suggest changing Earth's orbit. We have a doctor who's uh, worried about uh, vaccinations making you magnetic. Um, France is sending a second Statue of Liberty to the United States. (laughs) Uh, Did we order that? I feel like we should read whatever poem is written on its base very carefully. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Uh, Remember there was a state recently, oh, Maryland changed their state anthem because the words were not uh, cool anymore. Oregon is now doing the same with their state anthem. Got a bunch of good stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the Internet of people who've had these shots, and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead. It sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them, and they can stick, because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface, yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. So this is some doctor claiming the vaccine does uh, terrible things. I've heard a lot about this whole makes you magnetic. Is, is there? I haven't tried it. 
that like where you got the shot, you can put a some metal on your arm and it'll stick there. Is that is that a true thing or uh. not that I'm aware of? <laughs> What's her? Are but are there videos? I mean, not that it is real, real, but are there lots of videos of people claiming that they can stick a uh, spoon on their head or whatever now that they got the vaccine? I, I haven't. Uh... I haven't Part seen. of my training the algorithms on what to teach me is I try not to click on yeah, things like that. I hear you. Yeah, um, I hear you. Because if you click on that crazy stuff, they yeah. think, oh, here's one of your crazy people that yeah. like the crazy conspiracy. And next thing you know, you're getting chemtrail videos on your YouTube. Yeah, so so uh, I, I've i seen articles about this, mostly talking about the people who are talking about gotcha. this. And uh, yeah, so. One, one, another thing. So uh, Representative Louis Gomert of Texas was talking to somebody in the Forest Service. About dealing with climate change? Let's hear that. And so is there anything that the National Forest Service or BLM can do to uh, change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. Yes, that's a real question a real congressperson asked to someone with... uh the National Forest Service, and BLM is not Black Lives Matter. It's the Bureau of Land Management. He's not so crazy that he put those two things together. But <laughs> he asked, is there anything you can do to change the course of the moon's orbit or the Earth's orbit around the sun? Obviously, that would have profound effects on our climate. Yes, it would, Louis Gomert. Now, I don't know if he is just trying to be funny or not, but the, uh, the Forest Service person replied by saying, I'd have to follow up with you on that one, Mr. Gomert. And he said, well, if you figure out a way that you and the Forest Service can make that change, I'd like to know. Yes, as a expert in deciduous trees, I'll let you know if I can change the Earth's orbit. Just the right amount. That or, we... the, or the moon's orbit. You gave <laughs> options. <laughs> I change the Earth's orbit just enough that I cool things off, but not so much that we all either freeze to death or burn to a crisp. Because you get this just a little wrong. You get a little too close to the sun, a little too far to the sun. We all perish in horrifying ways. Yes, let, let us mess with the Goldilocks zone that our blue planet happens to be uh, squarely in the middle of. And uh, maybe then we... <laughs> We can avoid other problematic legislation. <laughs> the Hill notes it's unclear if Gomert was kidding, but the Dallas Morning News says his deadpan was very thorough uh, throughout the exchange. So he didn't give a wink if he was trying to be funny. He gave nobody a wink that perhaps he was making a joke about that. It would have had to be full, pretty Andy Kaufman-esque for me to believe that he was uh, somehow yeah. making a, a sarcastic point. If he had, at the end of that, uh, challenged a woman to a wrestling match, then perhaps I'd have thought <laughs> it was an Andy Kaufman-like bit, but no, he did not. France is sending yet a second Statue of Liberty to the United States. Remember, they sent us the very first Statue of Liberty way back in the day, 1878, as a matter of fact. Um, this new one that they're sending, they are going to put up on Ellis Island for a little while. It's quite a bit shorter. The real Statue of Liberty, if you've uh, never been there, it's quite large. It's 151 feet tall. I've never been up in it. I've been to it, but I've never been up in it. Uh, Driven past it. I haven't done, like, the official tour, though. I think that'd be neat. The new one they're sending is uh, just shy of 10 feet tall, weighs about 1,000 pounds. Eh, thanks thanks for the second Wasn't tiny the thing, like, version. France had that one, and it was looking at ours, and ours was looking back at it. Wasn't that part of the... The poetry of it or whatever. It's France, so I'm assuming poetry was a reason for much of this. You might be right. I don't know. Did they just get tired of looking at it, so they're shipping it off to us now? I would have to read the second paragraph of the story, and that just seems like a lot of work. My mom did something similar to me with my uh, carton full of baseball cards that are still in in the garage. Hey, listen, I know we had an agreement here, but uh, you want to do something with these at some point? That's funny. When I just went home to my mom and dad's place... 
And I, I'm a grown grown ass man. Um, I was at my mom and dad's place, and they had my uh, bag of marbles from when I was in grade school. <laughs> and uh, my kids were kind of fascinated by it for a little while. But um, uh, this was what we did pre switch. <laughs> this used to be fun. Um, <laughs> so I had a bag of marbles, and what was interesting was looking at these marbles, which are geez, decades old now. They're mm-hmm. like they got to be forty years old. Um. How much time I spent looking at those and talking about those, and I would carry them on the bus with me in my little leather marble bag every single day, and we'd trade them. I'd trade them with friends. I've got two Steelys if you've got a cool Peary, and we'd trade them back and forth. What about a cat's eye? You got any cat's eyes over there? Of course I had cat's eyes. What are you kidding? What am I, an amateur? Um, But they they meant so much to me at the time. And uh, then looking at them, they're just, I don't know. It's Objects can carry carry so much weight, but it's all in our own mind. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of why NFTs work. Exactly. Because those marbles don't have any value to anybody but me in my own mind. Other than that, they're just, you know, some rocks, some smooth rocks. The um, wheels are working. I'm trying to figure out how to make NFT marbles for sale. But uh, anyway, um, how low can America's birth rate get before it becomes an actual problem? Yet we set another record. We've talked about this a lot, but it continues to go the wrong direction. That is for keeping homo sapiens alive. And coming up, we've got, among other things, they think the oldest story told by humans. The oldest story told by humans. Discover this now. I don't know. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. If Was you it miss, a dark and stormy night? It, that's how it starts. If you miss any part of the show, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.